Here's my two uh, CDs. So, uh, Gwen Stefani solo CD and uh, NWA Straight Out Compton. Nice. I have both of those. Yeah, but it was a very odd combo. The lady was like, This is odd and didn't know what to do. I saw you show me this. You show me or something. Show me. Jerky. Awesome. So, here we are back once again uh, after our delay. Last week, back in the saddle. Back this week, we'll get back into our normal routine here. A lot of stuff to go over this week. Uh, Last recaps week, just the, the tip. This time it's whole thing. Whole thing. Balls week. deep in the blues hockey. Correct. This week uh, we're going over a couple of things. Some One breaking news. Uh, we'll go over a bunch of trades that the Blues didn't do, but are going to affect the Blues in one way or right. another. One was breaking to tape, and the other uh, happened a few days ago this week. Which was been the trade to talk about for a long time. Do you know what's happened a year ago today? Do you know where we were? Uh, yeah, I'll just bring that up in our last next segment anyway. Because I All just right. saw that as I was doing some research. So let's get into our you know our normal shindig here. So the Blues had a couple games this week. I had a really good week this week. You had a great week this week. And then the Blues had a good week this week. We won our floor hockey game again this week. Against the, you know, I guess the one of the hard Our arch rivals. Yes, you could say. Our back and forth game this week. So we got that. We now leave the uh, series four games to two. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, they, the one. they have the important one win in the championship game. But we, so awesome week. Blues had a good week. So let's dive into that. So when we recorded last, it was after the Blues played the Blackhawks and lost four to two. On national TV. On national TV, once again. We went over uh, the, the curse of national TV with the Blues. So And really the Blackhawks. In general, yeah. It seems that both is not that good. So we'll move on to later on this week. And the Blues faced against the Arizona Coyotes at home. I still want to say Phoenix. I almost did. I had to like, stop for a second. And um, they get back uh, Yori Laterra. Yeah, which was huge. Which was huge. Um Chris Porter is making his way back. Mm-hmm. He is practicing, and they said he's probably a good five days. So hopefully by the time this is up, which will be like Monday, the 16th, yeah. President's Day, and uh, hopefully he'll be on his way back. Who knows if it'll take somebody's spot in the lineup, though, because, I mean, your fourth line is pretty set. Pretty stacked right now. You know, Berglund uh, was back earlier, you know, yeah. so but if he's hurt, you never know. Maybe sit him for a game just to kind of give him a rest or yeah. whatever you want to do and get Porter a game. So that could be a possibility. True. I mean, there's. I would say that you will start seeing people rotate on that fourth line. You know, maybe play a couple of games if they need to shake something up or someone, you know, some of the older guys. Like, you know, not that Ott is old, but you know, maybe Ott needs to rest up a little before the playoffs, put Porter in or stuff like Vice that. Vice versa, yeah. Whoever you get somebody else in there just to. Or somebody Keep has. A, fresh down the stretch. Yeah, like a nagging injury or something like that. So let's get into the game. So the Blues play against Arizona, who is you know, struggling. Play, yeah, good. That's a good way of putting it. Struggling this uh, 
year. Um, they're they're this in the uh, well, they've been in not really, not they're really. Watch for finals. Yeah, but they uh they've been in the rumor bin, rumor uh mill. Yeah. Along which we'll talk about uh you know with their possible everybody almost everybody in their team even Owen uh Oliver X Men Larson yeah that's an Owen again uh, he's been actually and that's a guy I think you should build around but. I think the only guy who will not leave there just because he'll be a lifer is Shane Dunn. Yes, I think he has a no trade, and he makes a ton of money, which would be virtually yeah. impossible to trade. So uh, the Blues are playing, and I think came out on all cylinders, playing really well. But unfortunately, at the 442 mark, uh, Sam Gagne got the goal from Martin Urat and Michael Stone. Uh, kind of a two-on-one, and Jake Allen cheated. Very much so. He just left just – I mean, it was an awesome shot by Gagne, but also he cheated just enough, gave him enough room that Gagne put a top shelf on Jake Allen, yeah. who was in this game, uh, for the goal. So, Blues had a lot of chances here. Uh, Steen uh, starts – you know, got it. And that's what kind of got it going finally. The Blues were actually, like, down 7-2 to in shots for a while. And then yeah. they start rolling. And uh, what produced this goal was uh, – let's see. I'm looking at this, the Steen goal. Where it was, uh, that's line, man. The Steen Oshie back is line. It's great. Has been really good. Just a nice passing play here from, uh, from the defense. And Oshie gets it and makes a decent move on Mike Smith, who makes actually a really good save. Um, but uh, but Steen, doesn't cover it up. Yeah, doesn't cover it up. And Steen's at the bank home the rebound. So nice play there. After one, it's uh, one to one. So the Blues uh, keep playing. And, uh, you know, I think back has had a couple of good chances. What I have marked down here. Backus uh, was strong all game. Yeah. That's the kind of like leadership you need per se. The one thing that I do want to note is it seems like the uh, power play is, man, it's just been something bad. It's, it's just it's doing t- what it does every year. It, it's just that, like, I don't know, it's just like it coincides with the Shattenkirk thing being manager. I agree. That's a huge part. Not having Shattenkirk on the point is a huge minus on that power play. But I mean, how many years in a row are we going to get used to this now? The power play cooks all year, and we get about 20, 25 games out from the playoffs, and it starts to slow, and it starts to slow. And by the time we get to the playoffs, our power play is DOA. Yep, but we'll get into the uh, second period, and uh, goal-scoring machine, uh, Dimitri Yaskin, gets his seventh of the year. Boy, he's looking good. Carl Gunnarsson basically pokes it by the defenseman at the uh, St. Louis blue line, takes off on a two-on-one. Uh, comes in and kind of puts not an innocent looking backhand, but just maybe not it's something that Mike Smith would want back. Yeah, not the strongest shot. Yeah, and so Blues, you know, as, after that, I mean, I thought the Blues just play a real kind of shutdown game. I agree. And at that point, the Blues were leading shots, uh, twenty six to uh, nine, and yeah. and then from there on out, the Blues go on to uh, pretty much shut them down and dominate. A third was a little. Uh, a little hairy at the end. They had to kill a penalty by Joe Bomeister, Jay Bomeister for holding. And I'm convinced that guy's hurt, by the way. That was, by the way, the first penalty of the game, too. For the Blues, yeah. Blues. So it was at the 17-17 mark. So it almost put the whole game without a penalty. Uh, so at the end, Jake Allen gets... Uh, do you think Bomeister's hurt, or do you think he's just tired because he's picking up slack from Shannon Kirk? You know? uh, I don't know. Makes, he was hurt early. He's hurt enough this year to lose the, the uh, Iron, Iron Man, Man streak. streak. So it it's not like they think, rushed him back. Correct. So it makes me think that it's like it could be a nagging injury. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like you're never comfortable until you have like a complete rest. Sure. Type thing. So uh, first star Oshi, second star Steen, third star Dimitri Yaskin, which I was surprised. Uh, I mean, Mike Smith played a hell of a game. He did. So it's one of those things where 
I hate sometimes no matter even if it's the Blues are at home or when they're at somebody else's and the Blues outplay whoever and somehow like somebody gets like number two star when it's like how did I get number Always. two star he has like, like a assist or something like that right. and so I thought it, Mike Smith actually played because I was, he did not look good the first the uh, couple last game against the Blues at all and a couple games after that he was game, struggling right? yeah and he struggled really bad so yeah. um this was really the week of Dimitri Askin. Yeah, played. Uh, I mean, the last four or five games he has played, it's been kind of a uh, that line has been extremely well. That third, I, third, second, third dude, line, whatever you want. I love that line. The minute they put it together, you could just see it start to meld together, and it's it, you know it takes the pressure off of Berglund not having to be a center. And yeah, he plays so much better on the wing. It's, I agree. It's crazy. And you see now when Stasny has two. And I, Berglund and Yazgan, I think, are, are sort of the same build of, of player. You know, Berglund's obviously a, a bit bigger. Yep. But they're both very skilled forwards. And neither of them are going to fill the net up with 30 goals. But when you put someone in between the two of them, like a Stasny, who can distribute the puck and make plays happen and get other people open, you're seeing now what can happen. And there was a great quote from Hitchcock. I think it was before the Tampa game talking about that line. And what he said was, you know, when you have a line like this and you have now three lines that are clicking the way they are, he goes, I don't look at the Paul Stanley line as a third line. He goes, it's just another second line that depending on who we're playing, if I need to be bigger, I can put the Stanley line as my second line. If I need to be faster, I can put the STL line as my second line, but they're both going to get about the same minutes. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And it's if, if all three of those lines can continue to produce, that's going to cause extraordinarily bad matchup problems for opponents. Yeah, which is awesome. And which I think kind of uh, was shown the next game, where the Blues are playing one of the top teams, if not the top team I in believe the going East. into the game, they were the number one team in the East. Yeah, so said, I think, same amount of points, 74 points. Yep. Uh, so this is a game that last time they got together, the Blues were extremely, severely, whatever adjective you want to use there, outplayed. Yeah, for a good 50, 50 to 55 minutes, Tampa took it, to, or took it to St. Louis. And we wound up you know, tying it late on a Tarasenko goal and winning it in overtime by an awesome effort by Jaden Schwartz. Yep. So... Question is, are the Blues going to show up this game, or is it going to be similar to the last game? Pretty much the exact opposite. Oh, dude. When we missed, we were obviously at our game, so we missed the first and eh, first ten minutes of the second, maybe. Yeah. I think I, we walked in as Tampa scored the goal. Correct. So, I was parking my car as Tampa scored. So, uh, so just going through the highlights here. The first period, early on, a minute 50 in, Oshie gets his 15th from Steen. Awesome effort by Steen, out-muscling the defenseman on the coming two-on-one and gets it. A pass over to Oshi and Oshi goes uh, glove side on Ben Bishop, which a nice goal. That was really kind of setting the tone for the whole game. Was the Blues just out muscling Tampa's demon? And then the next goal at 4:47, a power play goal. Dmitry Askin once again his eighth of the year from Alexander Steen. Steen, who is uh, quarterbacking the second power play unit here, uh, was coming up the ice and just hits Yaskin on a break like a breakout at the yep. blue line and. Uh, he goes five hole, which you don't see too many five hole goals. No, you know, it's, not with Ben Bishop. Yeah, and it's a five hole goal on him. So that's the end of the first. Blues up two nothing and playing extremely well. Um, like we said, then we go to the second period. The ass whooping 
begins. Yeah, not before Tampa gets on the board. At the 8.03 mark, a power play goal by Tyler Johnson, who's having a very good year for the Lightning. His 20th of the year uh, from Nikita Khrushchev and Anton Strahlman. So this is where the Blues take yeah, like we say, <laughs> take over, and this is where we got to sit down. Steen gets a goal at 12.15, his 19th of the year from Bacchus. 14-11 mark, Bacchus gets a goal from Oshie and Petrangelo with a fantastic pass by Oshie, by the way. That was when he's behind the net, behind his back, and it would just right on the tape of yep. Bacchus, who goes top shelf on uh, Bishop. And then Paul Stasny gets in on the fun for his 11th of the year from Berglund and Cole. Uh, then, unfortunately, Brett Connolly has a score at 17-28 mark, his 11th of the year from Valtteri Filippa. Filippa? Filippa. I messed it up. And then Blues, at this time, 5-2 to two going into the third. You think uh, Stamkos gets one early on where it was kind of a deflection goal. Yeah. The player up front, and initial thought we watched it, we were like, we thought it was a really weak backhand goal by uh, Alex Killorn. Yeah. But it was actually a, a very small deflection, enough to change direction for Elliott to not read it. And uh, Stamkos actually, who screwed up here, and back on the uh, Steen goal, Got stripped of the puck by David Backus, who put a shot on goal, and uh, Steen, who's in front by himself, deflects it high on Ben Bishop. Yep. So, uh, so that's kind of like Stanko's trying to make up for it, but it's too little, too late. Is Vladimir Tarasenko at the 1855 mark? Big uh, shot. Uh, does the uh, yeah, it was uh, along the boards, yeah. empty net goal, 29th year unassisted. Uh, nice play there. So. Uh, Unfortunately, Bishop got replaced going to the third period, but at that, that time... He needed to... I mean, he gave up... That run was three Blues goals in less than four minutes. Yep. And he had, the Blues at that time had 34 shots. and wow. you know, And then they had nine shots in the... Uh, so they, at the end, they had 43 shots on goal that were, say, that, that were you know... Obviously, did not score any in the uh, over, in the third except for the other. So, six to three. Um, so, like we said, a really good week. The Blues... Go on and finish on the road trip, which you'll be playing in about a half hour from now. We're recording yep. on Sunday. Um, we'll be playing the the Florida Panthers in front of a sellout crowd, more than likely. A sellout crowd of six, seven hundred people. Maybe I was going to say six or seven people, but uh, so this week's going to be an interesting week. The Blues are on a nice little uh, homestand here. Mm-hmm. They play. They have the Stars come in on Tuesday, the seventeenth, and then next weekend, which is going to be an awesome weekend for Blues hockey. Uh, they have the Bruins come in on Friday, and then the Penguins on Saturday. Yeah, I, and this is a Bruins team that, even though they're not playing their best hockey, uh, with Chara back, they've seen they've been on an uptick yeah, though. Compared they're, to they're much like Chicago, like you, you cannot look past a team like Boston. Yep, and then uh, then on the following Tuesday, uh, the Canadians. So I mean, you're talking about three really good Eastern Conference teams coming into your uh, your building. So it should be a very good. Uh, at least competitive-looking games. Uh, three great games, three strong Eastern Conference opponents. The Canadians, I believe, are now the top team in the East. Mm-hmm. So go get um, your tickets. The Penguins just up. lost today in a shootout to Chicago. Yeah, I saw them. that. And I saw that. Uh, and, you know, we just talked about Boston. So that's, you know, even though we'll be back at home, the, the Eastern Conference swing continues for the Blues, who over the last few years have had really good luck against the East. But, you know, now more than any, anything is we need these points. Yep. You know, as I was talking to a friend of ours on Twitter today, it's crazy to think that the Blues, 
went on a 12-1-2 streak over 15 games and really just managed to keep pace with Nashville. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see uh, you know, how things turn out the next couple of weeks. The Blues have a tough uh, couple uh, – a tough three weeks here because after this they go on a they got a nice little after this homestand they got like a five game road uh, trip and then they have a then they come back for a couple then they go on a, another they come on a six game road trip so yeah. I mean you're looking at uh, you know some tough times ahead a lot of travel ahead but then you finish out at home with uh, out of your last eight six are at home so which is great I mean and in those in those six you have Chicago. Twice. Well, you, Chicago at third place, Chicago here, too. Yeah. You have... Um, the Jets and the Wild. Yep. The last week. So you have yeah. three central guys, which we'll talk about the Jets right now. So after uh, this week, let's talk about uh, the Sabres rebuild slash the Jets trying to, uh, you know... This is the perfect trade for the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, if you think about it, the Buffalo Sabres have wanted to tank this year because they want, um, <clears throat> pardon me, they want the number one draft pick. Mm -hmm. So they turn around with a team like Winnipeg, who just put their star player on season-ending injured reserve. And they trade for him. And they give up a lot of assets to do so. They give up Tyler Myers and... Uh, it's escaping me now. I'm trying to pull it up on my computer screen. Uh, they give up two of their, their star, well, star players for, for Buffalo for a guy who can't play this year in Evander Kane, who's a star. So not only does it make you worse for this year, you now have an ace in your pocket for next year that if you could win the lottery to get the number one pick, you could be starting next year with Connor McDavid and Evander Kane on your team. That's a great one-two combination. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, I'll let throw a trade at you real sure. quick just to get it so you got it. So it's uh, Evander Kane and Zach Bogoisen and an unsigned uh, goalie prospect mm -hmm. sent to and a uh, first-round – no, excuse me. That's it. It goes to Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo sends back Tyler Myers, Drew Stafford. That was it. Um a couple of prospects. Uh, Brendan Lemieux is one of the prospects who was their first or second round pick right. uh, last year. And a first round pick, which for a St. Louis connection is actually the St. Louis first round pick. This is the Miller pick? Yes. Wow. Okay. So they said the lowest of the three picks. Yeah, well, that would be St. Louis. Right now is as a St. Louis. Yeah. Uh, the, well, technically the Islanders is their pick, so I'm surprised they didn't. Uh, the Islanders, because the Islanders are pretty close to us, but they went with uh, us. Wow. Well, I said us, and then I kept seeing the lowest of the three picks. So I don't know if it's one of those where they wait till after the season, wow. or it's us. So I saw two different reports. So yeah. this one says the St. Louis one. Wow. Um, so we'll see about that. But like you said, um, Buffalo is going to be a, like I I equate them. They're going to be to the uh, the East version of the Oilers next year. Well, they're going to be they're going to be damn fun to watch possibly. Yeah. I don't know about winning a lot of games, but they might be fun to watch. I, I mean, I don't think anyone thinks that they're going to come back next year and suddenly be a playoff team. No. But, I mean. They'll be on the uptick at least. Sure. And I think this trade, it's a remarkable trade if you're Buffalo because it does what you need it to do. It, it, it makes your team worse for this season, which you want, because mm -hmm. even though you can't come out and say we're tanking this season to hopefully get the number one pick to get Connor McDavid, 
everyone knows that's what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it helps you tank this season, and now you have a Vander Kane on your team for next year when you hopefully have Connor McDavid with him. That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And it helps Winnipeg because I think that this Evander Kane deal was years coming. And it just, you know, we talked about the incident last week with him and Buffalo in the tracksuit. Um, this was, that was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. But it seemed like for the last couple of years, there were off-ice problems with Evander Kane that you would just get bits and pieces of. And especially with a team like Winnipeg and a division as tough as the Central and trying to resubmit themselves in Winnipeg can't have those distractions. Yeah, so I just saw this just to bring this up. The so the worst plus minus on the Buffalo Sabers. Oh who you, god, who do you think it goes to? Since I'm bringing it up, you can, it kind of makes it obvious, but you can still go ahead. I mean, there's no way there's anyone over a hundred, so I'm gonna say minus ninety nine. No, it's a uh, minus thirty, and it goes to our uh, friend Chris Stewart. No way. Uh, yeah. um, you think he gets dealt before the the deadline? Yes, I think that's the next one. Is pretty much apparently Buffalo is asked about him in Ottawa. Either where he's well, Ottawa right. wanted him from us last year. Yeah, and then he, who knows if that's the deal now, or they'll just wait to the off season to maybe get him for cheaper than the four mil he's making this year. Yeah. So we'll go into the second trade that affects the St. Louis Blues. That was so, today, and that was I mean, within the last hour or two. Yeah, that's a uh, about one. noon today. So noon on Sunday, the fifteenth. Of, uh, a man that we talked about last who, week. Who I wanted. That you brought up as the guy you wouldn't mind seeing in the Blues uniform. Yes, and unfortunately he has been dealt to the Blues rival. The Nashville Predators have acquired Cody Franson and forward Mike Santorelli from the Toronto Maple Leafs for a 2015 first-round pick. Veteran Ole Okunen. And Get prospect- out! Get out! I hate you so much! And prospect Brendan uh, Lepisic. Uh, Leipzig, I think is it. There you go. So, uh, Franson has six goals, 32 points this year in 55 games, and he's been averaging 21 minutes of ice time. So, he's been a workhorse. He's been a workhorse. And he's going to go right in there with Shea Weber, Robin Yossi, and Seth Jones. So, Jeez. that's a solid top four, man. That's uh, that's almost scary. Uh, well, Franson actually was developed and actually was originally in uh, Nashville and then got yeah. dealt. So, he's basically going back home to a degree. Yeah. Uh, Santorelli is going to take place at Ole Jokinen, so that's an upgrade there. Yep. Santorelli is, uh, had a one-year contract, and he has 11 goals and 29 points in 57 games, and he can play the middle of the wing. So that means the Predators, you know, this is Predators they're going for pushing, it. Oh, yeah, this is them pushing down on the gas pedal. And I think if you're the Blues right now, you know, entering into today, you're six points back. Uh, even on games played? Question mark? Uh, I'll, I'll double check that. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we have a game in hand after last night. Mm, possibly. Let me see. Uh, but six points back. Yes, game in hand, and we're uh, six points back. You, you really gotta win these games like today against Florida that you should. Um, and I think what you need to hope for is that it takes a couple of games to work the kinks out and get the 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 team used to these new players in Nashville. And that's going to be your window to close this point gap because it's it's going to be down to the finish now. Mm-hmm. You know, Nashville really went out and acquired some strong pieces to hold on to this division lead. Because the thing is, even though Chicago is playing average right now, 
You know, they're not the scary Blackhawks that they were the last three to four years. Mm-hmm. They're much like the L.A. Kings. They don't care where they finish. At the 82-game mark, yeah. Yeah, as, as long they're as they're in. Yeah. They don't care about home ice. The greatest quote I heard today or this week, and I, it, it's someone from Chicago, and I forget who it was, without a player but somebody like a, a beat writer, said the Blackhawks aren't concerned with home ice in the first round or really winning this, winning the division title. Home ice is something that teams who don't know how to win in April need to make themselves feel better. And that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Like Chicago and L.A., those teams don't care. They don't care if they're starting on the road in the postseason. They just want to get in because once they're in, they know how to win. Yep. So who knows about the uh, Predators and such, so how they're going to do. Unfortunately, they're on a five-game win streak, and uh, the next couple of games they play the Sharks, and then they're at the Islanders, at Philly, at Buffalo, then back home against the Avalanche. So not the greatest of competition. You, ha- you have to hope that. that the Islanders knock them off. Maybe in the Sharks. Maybe the Sharks. You can't, and, you never know. and the thing is, like you know about some teams like Buffalo, is that one time where they just play like sure. – they get up for like okay, this is the top team in the league, and then they, you play like a play gangbusters and win yeah. a game. So uh, you never know. But like I and said, Philly is Philly can play good. And Philly is you know, Avalanche. Avalanche yeah. can have a story. We've looked Blues looked two ways this way. They've either dominated the Avalanche or they've gotten dominated by the Avalanche. Yeah, so, I agree. Uh, so it's been an interesting uh, couple of days. So let's see what happens with the trade deadline right around the corner. A week from Wednesday? Yes, so about 10 days-ish. Um, so the only note for today's game, which I'll bring up, that uh, the Florida Panthers defenseman uh, Dmitry Kulikov uh, is facing a suspension right now, and I believe that can't play since he's like he's been at an in-person hearing where he basically uh, acted like a lumberjack and yes. went after uh, Tyler Sagan's knee. Dude, and he looked. And at Sagan's it. on the DL now for uh, just, four weeks. Well, I didn't see the. I didn't see a time period. I saw him uh, from on. A, I thought I heard last night on the way home that he it's could. two to four weeks. It could be. I know he's on IR, and then also they, uh, Patrick the Stars Eves lost three guys that game. Yeah, and two went on IR. Jeez. Patrick Eves got a concussion officially, and then uh, talk so, about the season full of hope that has just been flushed on. The they were playing Wember. They were playing really well to start, and they were in first place for a while, and then. Bottom fell out. And the bottom fell out, and then that's when the pan, that's when the predators and us and yeah. start taking over. And man, they've just fallen to the basement awfully quick. But they picked up us and made a trade as well too with Buffalo that day. Yeah, they acquired a Jonas Enroth to be their backup now, which I think that's a deep better better than Lindback. Yeah, I agree. That's somebody who might be all future number one if Lutton's not staying healthy. I think you'd feel better about having Enroth in there than Lindback. Absolutely. So. So my question is, let's readdress last week. If the Blues weren't thinking make a deal with the deadline before, you have to think with this deal that Nashville made, the Blues have to be thinking, okay, what's out there? What can we go and get that we're not going to have to give up a lot for that's going to make us at least help continue to keep pace with Nashville? My the thing that my like second guy that I liked so I liked Franzen obviously because that guy yeah. was like a workhorse and uh, I would have liked him he could have filled in on your top four if you needed to but I mean yeah. he could have sat at the the bottom four the second guy which I like depending on what Phoenix wants from him 
is a Zabinic McCulloch. Yeah. Um, hasn't been the best this year, but um, in the past, man, he was awesome. And when he went to you know, Pittsburgh and then he kind of didn't, I guess, fit into Pittsburgh. And he basically requested to be traded back to Phoenix, which is like crazy that they're able to work that out. Yeah. And he went back to Phoenix. Um, obviously, the big fish that people keep going for is like as much as like Keith Yandel, yes, awesome offensive defenseman, no problem with that. Um, I just never been. If you watch him on the defensive end, he's not the greatest. I agree. I he, agree. he reminds me of like uh, Chris Letang. He reminds me of that exactly. We have a lot of very good puck handling, and maybe not true offensive defensemen, but offensive minded defensemen. If we go for a defenseman, I would like to see us get. A stay-at-home, bruising defenseman. Yeah, I don't know if, who would be available on that one. But that's the key. There's so few of those now because the game has changed. Well, Willie Mitchell comes to mind, who I like, who we're playing today. Yeah. Um, two-time cup winner with the L.A. Yeah. So, and then that's kind of his neighbor. They're missing him this year. I've read that multiple times that people said, like, we shouldn't have let him go. We should have. Oh, for sure. So, But he got big money. He's making, like, five mil, you know, for a guy that's going to be your third-pairing Guy, you really can't invest that much money yeah. in. Uh, I didn't the report that uh, LeBron ha- had out this week, but the Blues possibly making a trade. They're going to be selective, pretty much what we t- what we said before. Um, see, the Blues had five point nine million dollars of a uh, cap room. Um, I, unfortunately, we don't have cap geek, but I believe it's hell wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, well, I think I think he's including since uh, Shattenkirk is on uh, IR. Right, you free that money up. Technically, so I mean, because I think about it, the Blues only had like less than a million, and then with the trades they made this year, they haven't really freed up that much cap space and actually gained some in the uh, LaPierre Gotch deal. So I'm not really sure on what he meant by that. So I still think the Blues probably have about a million to two million dollars worth of cap room after you get Shattenkirk back. Um, that seems a little more accurate. Yeah, so I would think um, the trade that. I batted around, and you can I'll, I'll bounce this off you real quick. Okay, is with Phoenix. So, <coughs> excuse me, mind you, I don't know if uh, I have the cap numbers right, so we're not going to get into that. Just on the face value level, I had uh, Zabinic McCulloch and An- Antoine Vermette going to the St. Louis Blues for uh, Ian Cole, mm-hmm. Patrick Berglund, mm-hmm. and Ty Reddy. It's a lot to give up. Correct, but they're gonna want the they're gonna be in rebuild mode and want some forwards, so that's why I had to include I had to include more Bergman to make the cap stuff work. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure McCullough probably makes pretty good money, and well, I think Vermette makes decent money too. I, I would imagine that any trade the Blues are gonna make is gonna involve Bergman for that reason. Just because, it, because either now or in the off season, yeah. I just think unfortunately he's like a well. You just know, because you got to sign, you got to sign Tarasenko. Yeah, you got to sign Jake Allen, who's restricted. Yeah. So I mean, you're pretty much at the point of you, and you have too many guys making a lot of money. So you're gonna have to get rid of somebody. And uh, Jackman is uh, unrestricted. He won't be coming back for the three point one he's making now. No. If he comes back, it's gonna be uh, two and under. I agree. If not, you know, I think they'll probably give him two. I agree. You know, but uh, outside of that. You know, you're pretty much hoping that those guys like uh, Robbie Fabry will fill in for uh, him next year, you know. Yeah. Drop them at 3.7 for, like, was it 1.1, you know, whatever Fabry will be making. So you're hoping that will work out. You got Dimitri Yaskin who's come in now 
And then you yeah. fill, then you fill in somebody on your top of in your top of or your bottom six. You have like sure. you know a key porter around. I think you know he's cheap. You can get him for like the six hundred thousand dollar mark or whatever. So you think Toronto's done dealing? Man, they should be in full on rebuild mode. I saw people, a bunch of people, like giving them crap this, today about like this rebuild's going to take ten years. If I was the Blues, I would revisit a rumor in the very early part of the year, which was Nazim Kadri. I'd be interested, but we'll have to see how much they want for. I think he would be their. I would think that's more of a re, that's the guy you want to rebuild around. Around that's my thoughts at least. I but, agree. I agree. But Toronto might be just going off. I don't know if they're going full rebuild or going like eh, maybe rebuild. I agree. Yeah. So we'll see what they're going to do. I would imagine that the Blues will now do something between now and next Wednesday. I saw that it was funny that the, like guys that are out there. Apparently, Jordan Liebold has been <laughs> floated out there. I feel bad for him. I like Jordan Leopold. It's kind of funny that he was like dealt by us, then he's already getting dealt again. Well, he was. Yeah, I think did he kind of ask to get dealt because he wanted to play? He wanted to play because he wanted to showcase himself, basically, so he can extend his career. Yeah. If you sit on the bench for all year, then your contract's up. You really kind of screw. You you're really like, oh, I can maybe make a million dollars, go play in Europe somewhere. Right. Which obviously most guys don't want to do that. Correct. So. Yeah, another note, note this week was Evgeny Evgeny Bakov. There you go. Gets dealt to the Sharks from the Lightning, and then immediately retires. I saw that. Which uh, he did not look good all year, pretty much. And the Lightning had to go to, with their twenty-year-old backup, Andre Vizelski. Oh, that's it. But uh, so basically, he retired. He's happy they to sign like a you know immediately retired. They're all done. Wasn't so. a Bakov a long-time Shark? Yes. So basically they traded him so he could retire as a Shark. Correct. He, he was there. He was before Niemi. That's what I thought. Then Nabakov left to go to Calgary. Somewhere. Calgary. Calgary? Sure. Sure. We'll say Calgary. Okay. That could be 100% wrong. But correct me if you can at, at Blues Hockey NHL. So a lot of stuff happened this week uh, on and off the ice. That some of that directly involve the Blues, but so I'm kind of interested to see. It looks like I had a feeling that is the Predators loading up. Oh yeah. Um, I don't see them doing anything else really. I mean, Ole Oken signed for like a million or and a half or something like that in the off season, so he's gone. Uh, Mike Santarelli, it was like best off season, and both France and Santarelli are uh, UFAs after the year. They're rentals. So they're gonna be. You never know, but yeah, I think rentals. I think you know, at the end of the day. Nashville's kind of like us to a degree. Like they're a small market where they have yes. to small to medium size market, and then they have to, you know. It's going to be a lot of money to sign both those guys. Yeah, but they both had really good years. They're going to make more than they're making now. Absolutely. So somebody will give them money somewhere along the line. So if you'd like to get a hold of us, uh, you can get a hold of us on Twitter at Blues Hockey NHL, or get a hold of me personally at JPM Blues Fan Twenty One. I'm at Hossapalooza. We almost forgot our anniversary, though. Yes, I'll get into I was just doing that real quick. Okay. This is a quick little. And then also get a hold of us on the website, www.blueshockeypodcast.com. And oh, on Facebook, Blues Hockey Podcast. So a couple last news and notes we'll go for before we, the official, official wrap-up. Yeah. Uh, I saw it right before you came over, and the one-year anniversary of... Oshi becoming a national hero. Correct. Yes. Uh, today was the uh, February fifteenth. Is when the uh, like one year ago, where he had the amazing shootout. And then we were up hella early watching the hockey. Correct. Me being the worst husband ever and saying, "Hey, I'm gonna go stay at Chris's house tonight On so I can watch Valentine's, the game. Valentine's night. night." I got the text. I go, 
you everything cool? You're getting thrown out of your house? What's going on? He's like, no, 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 it's just, you know, the game's really early, so I'm just going to spend the night in your place. Okay. Yeah, because we were off, we had a plan to go, a bunch of us would go to Chris's house. So I didn't feel like I up at like five in the morning. Driving. 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 Oh. So I played, oh, you're fine. Uh, wife, well, actually, oh, she's actually one suggestion. She's like, you just want to stay at Christmas tonight? I'm like, yeah, okay. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> so I was like, ah, it happens. So there's that anniversary. So I saw that. Um, yeah, that's, That was the only thing I think I had extra off the top of my head. I had something in my head, but it just went away. Yep. So, oh, yeah, if you want to sponsor this show, get a hold of us on Twitter or Facebook or on the website. Like I we pointed can out. always start a GoFundUs page. I always think I would cross my mind. That was like one of those, like, yeah, you know. You can talk off it. What the hell? That's 20 bucks. You know. We can do it. We can figure it out. So, uh, oh, yeah, the last thing. There it is. Notes. Sorry, I'm scanning. Right. Oh, so the other thing I want to bring up that uh, on both Twitters, uh, everybody saying, uh, you know, happy that we're back and stuff. And we are, too. Some nice uh, notes about, you know, hanging there type things, obviously. When, like I said, I was not happy. You know, no. Now, hella happy. Jason needed hugs. Yeah, a lot of hugs. So very uh so yeah thank you to everybody who uh, reached out to me on my uh, personal Twitter and on the uh, on the uh, podcast Twitter so it was very it's nice good to, to be back so yeah so like I said we're gonna do this every week again but apparently I sound like Daniel Bryan you do I I don't say it still I try I I, I, try. I, have, I guess I'm gonna have to listen to a podcast because the only time I ever see him is on the show mm-hmm. and I'm sure he's more in character then yeah and not using his real voice I will say the only time I met him. Was when he was super tired. The slackers by my house. And super and tired. He was either super tired or super high because his eyes were barely open. He was like, "Hey, man." <laughs> so I'll sign this. Here you go. I was like, "I'm sorry. I was looking for Daniel Bryan, and I think I got the dude from Days to Confused." <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, but. I don't think I'll wrap it up here. If you want to get a hold of our podcast girl, Melissa. New Twitter handle. New Twitter handle. But you don't need to refollow her. If you're already following her. You're good to go. You're good to go. She just renamed her actual Twitter handle. It's at MSR Boy, Melissa I Nicole. That. I did. I was like, ah, oh, I don't remember. Yep. MSR. Uh, MSR Melissa Nicole. It's one L, one S, and Melissa. And then I believe the Facebook's Facebook the Facebook and Instagram are still the same at STL, yep. Melissa Nicole. Correct. So she has a new partnership with Missouri Sports Redux. You can follow them on Twitter, look yep. them up. Um, I got an email with them still, so there might be something going on with them. Who knows? That'd be sweet. That'd be nice. That's a nice little thing they got going on in there. Melissa is going to be helping them out with their marketing campaign. And some sure, other good she stuff. Will do a great job. And I believe she's uh, she has brought up lately, but I thought she was doing the calendar thing. Still, I'm not 100 sure. The last I saw was that she didn't get enough orders to do one for this year because it was short notice. Mm-hmm. But that she is going to plan on doing one for 2016. There you go. And I don't remember if she said she's going to start taking orders now or if it's just one of those like stay tuned. Yeah. So, but she has, you, she's got some stuff in the works. Yeah, if not. Send her, send her something on Twitter. Say, hey, turn about this. Said what to do. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's about it. So, next week, we got a couple games. We'll come at you the same podcast time, same podcast, podcast channel. channel. We'll be good to go. Put the podcast signal in the sky. What would our bat signal be? Our, I guess our logo, I guess. Our logo? I guess. I don't know. Either that or an ocelot. Like from Archer. <laughs> Archer. <laughs> 
He remembers me. Babu! He remembers me! See you guys next week.